0: Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're concluding our series called God Is. Today's sermon is entitled, God is Hope for a Hopeless Situation. Sometimes we go through this life and there's situations we may face where we feel like we're all alone and we feel like we're hopeless. But today we're going to learn where God is in those situations. So sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. Alright, let's dive into this today. Today, we are going to be concluding our series called God Is. God Is. Man, I have enjoyed this whole entire series. We are actually trying to get all of our podcast stuff caught back up. It's a little bit behind. And so y'all stay tuned for uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have those backlogged. And so, But man, if you missed it, check it out on YouTube or on Facebook. This series has been incredible. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about being frustrated. God is who we turn to when we're frustrated. And I know for us, a lot of times, it can be frustrating. So, <clears throat> so it, was a, it was so much information that I wanted to share with you guys. It was three weeks long, so make sure you tune into all three parts. But today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about God is hope for a hopeless situation. God is hope for a hopeless situation. How many of you ever felt like you've been Alone? Alone? I know for me, I've been there, has been times where I felt like I was the only one that existed. And, you know, we paint a picture for you guys pretty often. In 2020, we all faced something that nobody could ever prepare you for or could even imagine to have to go through, and there's this thing called a pandemic. A pandemic, I'm sure most of you heard of that happen in 2020. It's kind of crazy that we're still in 2022 hearing about the pandemic of 2020. But in 2020, we experienced something that none of us had ever had to face in our entire lifetime. And there was times where, I don't know about you guys, but I felt alone. I felt a whole lot alone. And see, I work in healthcare, and, and I got a lot of information, and I mean, we got information every single day. We were getting updates every single day. And there's times I just went home, and I'm like, I feel so lost. I'm overwhelmed with the information, and then, bless Tasha's heart, I love her dad, but she don't work in healthcare, and And so it's all blurry information to her. <laughs> and so I'm trying to translate what the doctors are trying to say. And I don't know what the doctors are saying anyway. So I'm trying to translate it for her. I felt alone. And then not only did we in 2020, did we have all this going on, but we had started this brand new church called Medic Church here in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. And there were a lot of times where I felt alone. And I'm sharing this with you guys not to for a pity party or, uh, 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 you know, y'all guys say, oh, Pastor Michael, I feel so sorry for y'all. I I, I'm sharing this with you because I want you guys to know that the struggle was real. And just like you guys have struggles, I had the struggles, and then I felt a whole lot alone in those situations. I, I felt like that no one really seen what we were dealing with, and nobody rightly cared. They're like, well, I got my own stuff going on, and you got your own stuff going on, and, and you know, I was worrying about our safety and uh, you know, making sure we had the necessities that we needed at our, at our, ho- at our house and our home and you know, trying to manage the church, trying to manage jobs and all this stuff. Man, it was difficult, and I felt alone. Now, maybe you can relate. Maybe we'll take 2020 out of the, the situation, out of the equation. You ever felt like you've been alone in the past? I know for me that that there's been times in my walk in this Christian life that I've been on, I've been the outcast. You work a job and now all of a sudden, oh, you're the preacher. Are you, hey, he's that guy that goes to church. You don't fit in with the demographic, the crowd because they do all this partying and hooping and hollering and all this other cool stuff and man, you're not wanting to be a part of it. And so now you become the loner, the outcast. I remember this time where we went to this party and and I felt like we were out there and we were the only ones that wasn't participating in what was going on. And I walked by the river I kind of disappeared on me and I got drugged into a room and thought I was going to die. I'm like, what are y'all doing? And they're like, look, it's all legal. I'm like, I don't want to be a part of this. So I got out. And it's like, <laughs> true story. But but I felt alone. I felt alone. And that it didn't matter. I felt like the struggles that we were dealing with in 2020, nobody cared about before we started the church, I felt like when we shared, "Hey, listen, we're going to start a brand new work. We felt like God was calling us, and maybe you felt like God's called you to do something, and nobody cared to hear it. Last Michael, I got to start another church. There's about 50 churches in a quarter-mile area. but we're doing it because that's what God's called us to do. Maybe sometimes you and even myself have doubted that God, Amy cares about our problems. Y'all, y'all, wanna, I told a lady across the street, I uh, went and got some snacks for you guys this morning. Uh, I hope y'all like those little fudge rounds and uh oatmeal pies? I hope y'all like those. Stick in the microwave, eight seconds, it'll change your life. But I told her this morning, I said, I think I'm gonna write a book. I said, I think I'm gonna call it the confessions of the pastor on Sunday mornings. I was like, because I'm over here, I'm buying these fudge rounds because they look so good, they look so yummy. But I think I'm gonna write a book what the pastor has to deal with and the struggles he has to deal with when he prays out to God and say, God, are you in me there? Do you even hear me? And we've done, I know we've talked about this uh, the last couple of weeks when we're frustrated. Well, God's who we turn to when we're frustrated. I encourage you to listen to this. But God's there when we feel hopeless in the hopeless situations. There's been times where I felt hopeless. I felt like God didn't care. I didn't feel like the problems that we were facing were ever gonna happen. The headaches that we struggled with were ever gonna be healed. But today I want to tell you that God's grace is enough. God's grace is sufficient. God took care of every problem, every headache, every obstacle that we hit, that we went through. God was right there with us. And today he's the same God that's going to be, that helped us through it in 2020, that's helping us through it today. He's going to help you in every situation that you may face. He's the same God that is there yesterday, as he is today, that he'll be forever. But today I want to look look at the Bible here and we're going to go back to one of my favorite books in the Bible, Genesis. <laughs> Genesis. Genesis is the beginning. And I love the beginning of the book because it starts about, it talks about creation. But we're going to talk about a name of God. A name of God. Did you know that the Bible talks about and describes God in very different attributes and different sayings and Uh, like God's omnipresent and all these different things. He's this, he's Raphael and all these. So we're going to talk about a particular one today. Y'all ready for this? But there's only one God. I want you guys to make sure that there's only one God. He has many different meanings. His name has different meanings. So I want you guys to understand that. But today we're going to talk about who he is, his character, and how we can relate. Speaking of names, I know back when we were trying to uh, come up with names for our kids, that's a difficult thing, right? You parents, you would, remember back when you were, you know, you found out you were pregnant, or maybe as a kid, you know, you was like, man, I, I know what I'm going to name my son, my daughters. But maybe, you know, when, when it comes to reality, now that you're pregnant, now the reality's kicking in, what are we going to name our child? In some cases, children or childs. with an S. Bless you if you had twins. Uh, you know, and so, but, but think about this. That's a difficult decision you're going to have to make. This is something that they're going to have to live with for the rest of their life, right? You know what I mean? That's a big thing. Imagine you named your kid something horrible. That'd be bad. Maybe you named them Michael. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. You laugh at that? Quit laughing. Bless you. But 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 that that but, but when we were talking about having kids and and I was working in a hospital and I walked by there's some paintings and I seen the word Lily. I like I like that name. I talked to Tyson like, hey, if we ever have a little baby girl, I said we got to name her Lily. Lily. Now her name's Lily Grace, and then God bless us with another girl named Ariel Faith. They're amazing. <laughs> but the book of Genesis we're going to turn to in chapter 16, and we're going to talk about Hagar in the Bible, she is a servant of Sarah, Sarah, Abraham and Sarah, y'all remember these people in the Bible, Abraham, and Sarah, da, 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 da. Oh, I forgot the song, so I'm going to kind of paint you guys a quick picture here, all right, got to hurry up for time's sake, but I'm going to paint you a quick picture, some background here, so God promised Abraham that he was going to give him a great nation, a great nation, he was going to give him as many sons and daughters as the stars, everybody picking up on one time here? But let me tell you what happened Let's See what had happened was. And the Bible clearly tells us that Abraham and Sarah struggled with this. And for ten years, Abraham and Sarah had tried and tried and tried. For ten years. Ten years. And they still kept hitting the dead end. Sarah was still childless. After 10 years, if God made this promise to them and God spoke this and said, hey, Abraham, Sarah, I'm going to promise you great nations. I'm going to give you all these children. These things are going to happen. Man, this is going to be great. But 10 years go by. Man, my story sounds about like this a little bit. Let me tell you this real quick. Did you know, and it's a picture on the back wall here, God gave us the word medic, 11 years prior before we could even know have any idea what we're going to be using it for for 11 years we prayed and we seeked after God saying hey God what is this what is this word and what are we going to use it for we had no idea what God was preparing us for but 11 years beforehand this is when he gave it to us so so, so listen, listen listen 10 years after God had promised Abraham and Sarah they were going to have children a great nation they still didn't have any kids now check this out now, this gets a little dysfunctional here. So y'all say the Bible can be dysfunctional sometimes? Yes, it can. So check this out. <laughs> so so, so here's, here's what happened was. Abraham and Sarah started getting frustrated. They started saying, hey, this isn't going to come to pass. God promised us this great nation. And I'm sure, like many of us, we go to our spouse and we share our frustrations with them and we share, share, say, hey, Well, this isn't working. What else can we do? What else can we try? And that's what happened here in the Bible. Sarah went to Abraham and it's like, listen, God's promised us a great nation. I still can't bear a child. Abraham, listen, this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. Now check us out. Perhaps Mary Hagar... My Egyptian servant so she can be my surrogate and bear or, or, or be the mother bear to our children, to our child so they started coming up with situations and saying hey okay well this doesn't work for us maybe she'll just you know leave me alone go marry Hagar you know y'all do your thing she can have a baby be impregnated and and then we can have the baby and that could be the child that we've always wanted any y'all ever had God to promise you something, or or felt like God was calling you to do something, and all of a sudden you start rationing out with God and start saying, "Okay, well I don't want to wait that long," or or maybe things ain't working out, and you start saying, "Okay, well I'm going to do this instead." Back up a little bit, during 2019, as God had already called us in 2018 that we were going to do great works and he was going to do great things. I started saying, okay, let's start the work. So we started beginning in February 2019. We got our, uh, our organization license to begin the process of starting the church. And Michael decided maybe this wasn't what God called us to do. And I started saying, hey, God, God, maybe this isn't what, maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be the pastor. Maybe I'm supposed to be just a pastor. So we started looking for other alternatives. We went to this church. I'm, try, I'm trying to share all this with you briefly. As it, it, we went to a church, they needed a pastor. I said, okay, God, maybe you don't want us to start a church. Maybe we just need to go to pastor at a church. So we went to a church that needed a pastor. And we still don't know what happened. But either way, we know now that that wasn't what God had intended for us. But we tried to rationale with God. We tried to come up with a solution on our own instead of following what God had called us through. And this is what God had made us a promise. God had called us, just like he did with Abraham and Sarah. He promised them a great nation. He promised us, me and Tosh, that we were going to do great works. He promised us this, and he gave us a word 11 years prior, and we had no idea. But listen, listen, we tried to rush now and do our own thing because we didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. But listen, listen, listen. So, of course... Abraham agreed to this. <laughs> and the plan worked out. Hagar conceived. She had a baby. Now check this out. I don't know about you guys, but but Sarah took out her pain and her frustrations on Hagar with some very harsh things and started to mistreat Hagar, and she ran away. But I'm fixing to prove this to you in the Bible, so you all stand, stand by with me. So Genesis 16 and 7, the angel of the Lord found her by the spring of waters in the wilderness. So what happened is, is Hagar here has now took off. Abraham, they did their thing. She had a baby. Sarah got upset because now she's even more frustrated because now this little lady can have a baby and she can't. God promised her what's going on. God, she's angry. She's upset. Everybody following along. So she takes out her frustration and anger on Hagar. Hagar couldn't take it. She's like, I can't deal with this. So she run off. That's where we're at in Genesis 16 and 7. And the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. And he said in verse 8, Hagar, servant of uh, uh, will eventually be Sarah Sarah where have you come from and where are you going Now I like when God starts questioning us, and I remember back when we were trying to do our own thing and I shut the car door or my truck door and I sat there and Tasha goes now what and God very clearly spoke to me are you tired of doing your own thing so, so I like when God starts asking questions where have you come from and where are you going she said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarah. It's Sarah. Verse 9, the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to the mistress and submit to her. Mm. Verse 10, I surely multiply your offspring so they cannot be numbered for multitudes. Verse 11, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call him Ishmael because the, because the Lord has listened to your affirmance. So I want you guys to bump down to verse 13. She gave this name that the Lord has spoke to her. She named her son Ishmael. She goes on, I want you guys to see this. You are the God who sees me. For well, she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. So she's praying and she, or, or she's run from the situation that she was in, the situation that was at hand, and she's like, hey, listen, I, I can't deal with this. And then God come back to her and said, hey, listen, this is what you got to do. You got to go back to where I had you at for the season that you're in. You got to go back. And you got to finish the work that you were doing see, I relate to this story somewhat because it reminds me a lot about my story. Because my story is that I run from God. I'm like, God, you crazy. I don't want to be a part of this. I was so hurt at the church that we last come from. I was devastated. But God was calling us to do something more. I was hurt and I didn't want to go back. But God said, you've got to go back and finish doing what I've called you to do because I'm preparing you for something bigger and better. And so, and so, and so when she went back and she gave in and she said, now I see that you are the God who sees me. He is the God of L. trying to rank, sorry, I said this right, so you bear with me, Trina, you good? <laughs> God, R O I how do you say it, you know, Oroa, Ro, Ro. Elro, Elrod, we'll go with Rod. Elrod, God of Elrod is the God who sees me. Sorry, my, my English language mixing in with my Bible, Hebrew is a little rough. <laughs> but it tells us that knowing God is to see him. When we get to know God, we see him and we know that the process that he's called us through. When we, when we hear his voice and he's called us We know that he's there, and we know that he can see what we're going through. Now listen, my notes are a little run together. When we know that God can see us, know that he can see everything about us. He can see everything. He can see our sins. He can see our thoughts. He knows what we're thinking. He knows the emotional crisis that we deal with day in and day out through 2020, through 2021, through 2022. Maybe this morning when you woke up, there's things that you're having to deal with. God sees it all. And so y'all check it out, check it out. So we start having a concern. Hebrews 14, 13 tells us, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Y'all underline that. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and it's laid bare before the eyes of him to whom We must give accounts. Always tell my daughter we're talking about something and she was sharing some things. And I said, I want you to know something. I said, you may can hide stuff from mommy and daddy. You may can hide stuff from your school principal and your teachers. You can hide stuff from your friends. You can hide stuff from everybody. But you can't hide it from God because God sees every single thing. And it tells us in Hebrews 4 and 13 that that nothing in all creation is hidden from the sight of God. Pastor Michael, you mean to tell me that M&M that I stole out of Stacy's backpack, he can see it? Yes, he knows all about it. But thank God for grace. And we're going to talk about it here in just a moment. We're going to come back to this. See, concern is responsible. Concern is responsible. But it leads us to concern our own ways. Man, I don't know about you, but when I get uh, uh, riled up, <laughs> I start trying to rationale with God. Well, God, I don't feel like I'm qualified to do this. God, I don't feel like the, that I can go through the process that you called me to do. God, I can't do it. Y'all check it out. If he knows and he sees all, why does he intervene the way, why doesn't he intervene the way I think he should? Y'all confused yet? Me too. If God knows everything, he knows our hearts, he knows our passion, he sees everything that's going to take place, why doesn't he intervene? Most of you guys have me on Facebook. I'm going to share this very briefly. So this past uh, Friday evening, Friday afternoon, um, I'm at work. My daughter, my wife, my mother-in-law are at the um, Haynes Mall in uh, Winston-Salem. They're there shopping, and I get a text message that says, "Call me ASAP." And my first thought was, "My mom, my my mom, my, my mother-in-law didn't pass out. <laughs> she's at the mall. She's at extreme. Like she's an extreme shopper. She's like elite. You know what I mean? She's big. She likes to shop. And so, I, like you talk about shop till you drop. She shops till she drops. You know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> and so, uh, the presser wasn't doing it at the mall is what I was thinking. As I go to reach for my phone, I simultaneously get a news breaking alert that's been a shooting at Haynes Mall where my daughter, daughters, my wife and mother-in-law are at. So of course I grabbed my phone and I don't know about you guys but you say worse timing, it's worse timing is I don't have cell phone signals so I'm already confused and you know, devastated and my heart's sunk into my chest and it's bad, I'm thinking worse, you know what I mean? So I finally get her on the phone, she's like, hey, everything's okay, we're good, but we just know that there was a shooting at the mall, our car is taking a hit, it's been hit by bullets. Uh, the forensics teams are coming out, they're, they're going to do their thing. About the time she said that, the phone shut off. I lost signal. Perfect timing, right? Thank you, Verizon, for scaring me. You know, it's a little bit, you know what I mean? Supposed to be the best out there, and you, know, you know what I mean? I better quit doing it. But listen, I finally get her back on the phone. I was like, y'all yeah, wasn't in the car, were you? You wasn't outside? No, no, we're inside the mall. So I said, okay, that's good. So we got everything worked out. So that's my brief story about that. But what I want you to know is God knows everything that's going to take place. Why couldn't He have stopped this? I had a couple options that I could have done in that very moment, I could have been angry at the people. I could have been upset. I could have been mad. I could have done a whole bunch of ten thousand different things. But you know what I began to do? I said, "God, I said, I don't know who these individuals are." At this point, I didn't know what was taking place with them. I didn't know if it's in, you know, captured, if they're on the loose, whatever the case may be. I didn't know. So I began to pray that God touched their hearts and restored the brokenness in their lives. Because, because, see, it can be confusing why God didn't do and stop them He seen their hearts they knew that they were going to get mad i don't know what goes through people's mouth where to get so angry at somebody that they had to pull a gun and think that's acceptable and I, it, we got a big heart problem in america and in this world we got a huge heart problem where we get so angry that we go to violence instead of walking away the bible tells us to turn the other cheek and go the other way and believe me there's been times i had not want to turn the other cheek but i had to I had to, in this situation, I was upset that my family had to go through this and experience, but I'm even more thankful that they were inside the mall and not outside. This situation could have been a lot worse and I was confused, but God, you see their heart. You could have stopped it in any moment. Why didn't you intervene? And you know, sometimes... We tried to answer this question in the past. Why do, good things happen to, um, why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know, but God has a rational reason why he does everything. Maybe in that very moment, as I'm sharing it on Facebook, somebody could say, you know what? We could have been angry about this, but you showed grace. Maybe, maybe I don't know if this to be true or not, but I'm just speculating here, but maybe, maybe just by us sharing just what little bit of grace that we had, somebody's life could be changed for the better. Because I want to pray for these people they didn't get caught. They're still out and about doing whatever they're doing. I pray for them. I pray that God will just seek out to them and will reveal to them, hey, you need to turn from the ways that you are and it's and, and, and really touch their life and transform them and make them whole again because God can do it more in a moment than I can do in 10,000 lifetimes. See, see. sometimes we get confused because we're like, okay, God, <laughs> you know what? There, I, I, may, maybe I just don't understand why these things are happening. Maybe I just don't read my Bible enough. Maybe I just, you know, I, you're the pastor of the church. Bad things shouldn't happen to you. You're supposed to be, like we talked about last week, the red phone has a direct line to God. You know what I'm talking about? And, but, but, But sometimes bad things shouldn't happen to you. <laughs> I wish that was true. I wish bad things didn't happen to me. I hope bad things don't happen to any of you, but the reality is bad things do happen. And But we begin to question ourselves. Maybe we just have this lack of faith. Maybe we just have a foundation that we just don't understand. But I want you to tell you that it isn't that we have a lack of faith. It's the enemy gets in our minds and he tells us, hey, you had that lack of faith. Maybe if you would have prayed a little bit harder or maybe if you read your Bible just a little bit more Pastor Michael, this thing wouldn't happen at the mall. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But that's the enemy saying, hey, this is what's happening. Because the enemy's goal is to kill, steal, and destroy us each and every day. But God is good. Romans 8 and 28 says, even with a great amount of biblical knowledge, we still only understand in parts. God is good all the time. And all the time, there we go. Got y'all talking this morning. God is good. And y'all know what? God is even good when we're not. Ooh, God's even good when we're not. As a newly married husband and having trying to have kids, God called us to do something. I said, I'm not doing it. I walked away from church because I was hurt. Hurt's deep. Church hurts even worse. And then God got a hold of me and said, you are you there for the people or are you there for me? I encourage you, online campus, maybe you're watching this and you're like, you know, just checking us out and I'm glad you're here. Are you listening to this podcast later on? But listen, maybe you've been church hurt. Maybe you don't want to go around people because they hurt you. Hey, me too. But listen, give God another chance. Don't give people another chance. Give God another chance. Here at Meta Church, we love everybody regardless of the background you come from. We're going to let God restore the brokenness in your life. See, Hagar here, she was upset. She got put in a predicament (laughs) that she probably shouldn't have been put in because we or they tried to figure out a situation that they shouldn't have been trying to figure out a situation. Instead of holding on to God and what God called them to do, they tried to intervene in the way they thought was right. Sometimes we could cause more headaches for ourselves when we try to intervene and interrupt God's plan for our life. Listen, I did it. I got the scars to prove it. Listen, I, I, I'm why do I talk about myself? Because I know myself better and I know everybody. But listen, if it can happen to me and I can run from God and God can bring me back, he can bring you back. Because the reality is I had no goal of ever going back. I had no intentions of ever stepping foot back in another church. And I was raised in church. I was that person that was the first one there. The last one to leave. was involved in every ministry that I could be involved in. I was doing it. I was doing what God's called me to do. And I walked away because I let people try to determine my future. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Check this out. We get confused because we only see a portion. We only see a portion view. We only see a little bit of the view. All I knew is God had called us to plant a church Even before that, I only knew that God had a plan for our life. We had been been, uh, prophesied over, even before I was born, it was prophesied over my life that we would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Before I was born, maybe God's prophesied something over your whole life and we're trying to, and we can only get just a small glimpse of it. Listen, when I tell you guys I had no idea, like no idea that this was going to be a reality, I had no idea. And honestly, to be honest with you, I said the total opposite. God, I don't want to do that. God, I, don't, I can't barely read half the time. God, I can't speak in front of people. Believe it or not, in school I was shy. <laughs> really? Yeah, true story. I went to class a couple weeks ago and the teacher said, man, you don't say much, do you? I said, I'm just trying to absorb it in, man. <laughs> but listen, God's called you, then you're qualified. Y'all hear me? If God's called you, then you're qualified to do it. And it's going to come to pass. It may take 10 years. It may take 11 years. It may just be a glimpse. All I had was a glimpse. When you guys leave here today, there's a picture on this back wall, that first one. You'll see the church logo and you'll see some drawings. Those drawings from 11 years before we were doing what we were doing. We had no idea. And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because I want you guys to know you can pray for something for months and days and weeks and months and years. Several years. We prayed over a decade. This decade sounds cool. Ten years. We we prayed for a decade. Abraham and Sarah prayed for a decade. Where are you, God? Where are you? You promised us this. But they only had a portion view. Because when he showed Abraham the stars, he said, hey, this is what I'm getting ready to bless you with. I'm going to bless you with a great nation. They only seen a glimpse. But the struggles that you may have to go through to get there, the pain, the suffering, the heartaches. I don't know if Sarah had miscarriages in this particular time. I don't think the Bible specifically says that. But I do know that God kept his promise. God kept his promise when he said, hey, you're gonna speak the gospel and you're gonna preach the gospel of Jesus. I'm gonna close with this. See, we oftentimes we get misconstrued and we get messed up and we, and we feel like that it's the, that the, because we can't see the end goal. And I tell you guys this often, I want out of this building so bad I can't stand it. I know this building is giving us and it limitates us from what we can do. I know this building stops us from being a big eye view. We don't have a lot of foot traffic down here. I know that, but you know what? We're actively pursuing trying to find another location. All right, the Pastor's gonna be transparent with you. We're actually, right now, trying to find another location for the church. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because one, I want to be transparent with you. We've been praying about this. We've been seeking. I want you guys to begin to pray with us because I don't want to be limited to what we can do. I don't want the enemy to say, hey, well, you're down here in this hole. Don't nobody know you're there. You can say it, but you know what? We're here for a reason. We're here for a season. We know what we're on and we know the path because God's gave me a vision for our future. I know that this is not where we're going to be Forever but the season that we're in is where we need to be for the moment. When there's been times where it's just been me, Fernando and Abby and Tasha and my parents here being the only ones showing up, and that's okay, but we were here, we were seeking after God. When we were here in 2020, when everybody was at home and, and everything was locked down and couldn't nobody go nowhere, we were here preaching the empty seats and preaching our online campus. You know why? Because we've seen and God's seen our heart, but that's what God's called us to do. Because I've seen when I had lack of faith and I felt like God wasn't there and I was questioning God, where are you? Where are you at, God? But when I started trusting him and leaning on him, then he opened up the floodgates of heaven. And I want to encourage you today, if you'll just give your whole self to God. When you give it all, give all your pains, all your worries, all your suffering, give it to God. He's going to open up the floodgates of heaven and he's going to bless you like never before. It may be confusion you may not understand it listen, listen I mean imagine being uh, um, uh, shoot I don't forget her name uh, Hagar here imagine God coming back to her or he coming to you and saying hey you got to go back to where you were at I'm not through working with you where you were at imagine what she was thinking in her mind man if I go back here they're really going to treat me bad now I done run off I mean think about that they were already treating you bad. Imagine the job that you used to work, and they treated you like crap. Maybe they treated you like me when I, they found out that I was different. Oh, he's the preacher. He's he's. Oh man, we can't talk around him. This gonna be bad. And then God tells you to go back after you done quit. It'd be hard to do, wouldn't it? But if God's called you, God's got a rhyme and a reason why He does everything. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes it can be straight out confusing. God, I don't know why you want me to go back. She already hates me. I'm sure Abraham's upset at me now because, you know what I mean? I got two people, man. But God has a reason for everything in our life. Even when we don't understand it. See, and I want you to know that God sees you and you matter in his eyes. People in this world may look at you and they may not have a care in the world for who you are. People, I walk down the street all the time and some people know me. We were having Fernando's wedding. <laughs> I don't know who she was. She came up to me and said, hey, I watch you online. I'm like, you do? Who are you? I'm like, Where do you see me online at first of all? It's like the church. I was like, oh, it's so cool. One, you never know who's watching you. I don't know, who she, is. she scared me. No, I'm just kidding. But it was cool to hear that. Because I felt like, hey, I, I mattered to somebody. And then there's some people, I'm like, man, I got a podcast, and we got a church in Mountain, and they don't have a care in the world. But you know what? I don't do this for people. I do this because of what God's called us to do. And I encourage you today, if God's calling you to do something, and it may be frustrating, and it may be scary, and you may feel like, well, if I do this, people are going to turn their backs on me. Guess what? Do it because God's called you to do it when we started this I I called some people up. hey man this is what we're going to do can you help me can you give give me some encouragement and every single person that I called turned their back on me and you're talking about hard and felt like a lone wolf I felt so alone but then God put me in contact with people that wrapped their loving arms around us and said hey man we got you and encouraged us to keep going and keep pushing And here we are in 2022, and we're rocking it. And when we get out of this building, we're going to burn the stage up. Y'all good with that? That's a running joke. But commit to seeking after God each and every day. Commit to him. Medic stands for my every desire is Christ. By every desire and every day, keep seeking after him with everything within you, every single day, because God cares for every sorrow that you have, every pain that you go through. He cares for you. And guess what? He loves you. And we know that God loves us because it tells us in John 3:16: for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, to die on the cross for each and every one of us. Verse 17 tells us he didn't come into the world to condemn it, but to save it. And thank God he saved us and he shows us grace guys can if you will stand this morning God we thank you so much again for this day God God we thank you for being there God even when we're confused God when things that you've called us to do and you've asked us to do God God when it gets hard it gets difficult Lord we just pray that you'll show us the right way the guidance God that we need God we just pray that that you will show us the way and, the, and show us that we matter God God, when everyone else around us may see and and show hate to us, God, and God, make us feel like we're little and and that that we don't matter, God, God, reassure us today that we do matter. God, that you see us. God, even in our sins that we make, God, God, you see us, but you still love us. God, thank you for hating the sin and not hating me in the sinner, God. God, today, I just ask you that if we have something in our life that we're dealing with, Lord, God, we reveal it to us today. God, and let us not only reveal it to us, but God, let us give it to you, God. Because just like Lazarus in the grave, God. God, everybody seen that it looked like a dead end, that, 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 that it took too long for you to get there. But when you get there, you just said he's asleep. And you call him by name and he come out. God, just like the daughter in the story, everybody thought it was too late. She couldn't be healed. That you took your time, and you had to stop on the way, God. But God, sometimes will reveal to us and remind us that you have to stop along the way to bless somebody else. That the process may take more time than we think it should. Help us to be patient, God. If you want to make a decision for Christ today, all you have to do is say the simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins. And help me when it gets hard and difficult. And God, help me when I feel alone and remind me you're always with me. Help me on this new journey. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time this week. give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.